0: Welcome to the Known Legacy Podcast, by Dads for Dads, coming at you from the Lone Star State Cigar Shop in Allen, Texas. For more info, go to www.knownlegacy.org or look for us on social media under Known Legacy. Now, here's your host, Bill and Travis. Man, oh man, fall has begun. My name is Travis.
1: It's here. My name is Bill. And uh, so glad you guys joined us. We're today. so
0: glad. We're from Lone Star State Cigar Company. By the way, if you have any uh, Christmas needs or Christmas holiday, come into the cigar shop. Your husband would love a cigar. That's all I'm saying. And yeah. if you want to treat yourself, they have a great selection here and I, I strongly encourage you to, to make that happen.
1: Yes. So. Well, we're so glad you joined the known legacy podcast. Thanks for being a part of what we're doing.
0: Uh, as always, check us out online, no legacy.org or, uh, email us. Um, we're diving in some big stuff. So you might have a lot of questions while we're doing yes. this. Yes. Please, yes, yes. uh, info at no legacy.org and that'll get it going. So, yep. um, the awesome thing is dude, uh, you know, we do these, and I have no clue if anyone listens. You know, every once in a while we'll get a whisper. Oh, we do. So Saturday, uh, guess what happened? What happened? I, uh, 10 o'clock in the morning, there's a on the door. There's a knock on the door. And the- uh, someone in an Albertson shirt shows up, and they gives us two bags. Didn- Wasn't I expecting it? We didn't order anything from Albertson. And someone from Tennessee, a friend of mine from Tennessee, sent us two and a half dozens of apple cider donuts. <sighs> It was awesome. So good. And so good. We figured out the best way to bring those things back to life. You throw them in the air fryer. We don't have a deep fryer. We have an air fryer. Air fryer. Like two minutes, three minutes at 360 degrees. That thing, it was like we were from the orchard. And they were awesome, dude. They amazing. were amazing. So I'm putting on my winter weight. That's all I'm saying.
1: I'm just glad we can wear big jackets again. yes <laughs> it's, like a, it's like 50 <laughs> degrees out today. It's been raining all week. Hot cup of coffee. <laughs> I, yeah I'm a
0: you say big jacket I say fat man jacket but anyways you know whatever <laughs> whatever
1: whatever. It, whatever it is
0: So last week we, we talked a little bit about um, uh, sex and dating and, and all of that with our kids and the importance of us as dads to have these conversations with our kids right yes and so I was singing this morning um, when you were growing up music was, I don't know about you but I'm, I'm assuming music was important to me and Very much like so. there were one or two songs that just defined for me like m- like love. And relationships What
1: is love, love Baby, don't hurt, hurt me I know you're bobbing your head now in don't the car.
0: Don't hurt me No more ah. Yeah, no And we're not going to Rickroll anyone on this one So don't worry <laughs> um, But what was your song, man? What, what was your song growing up That you're just like going Every time you heard it You're like going I want a
1: girl I think it, it every time It was like boys to men Like end of the road Bust like, it out Bust oh, it right. out And now we come to the end of
0: the road Isn't that about two people breaking up though? I think so. So but a lot of
1: heartache in your past. <laughs> I guess so. Any boys to Men, like that those like boys to men songs, you know like that Hey the girl. You know what I'm saying like you're know, like yeah, and she, she is had no...
0: poison. Oh, that was
1: a good song. Bel Biv DeVoe. And that was fantastic, dude. Yeah, I Poison.
0: Love them. So for me it was uh, poison. a Poison. <laughs> keep keep going. Poison. <laughs> feel like i should bust out some Poison. crisscross dancing right now hey, there you go <laughs> um for me it was this obscure band well i say obscure I, I think a lot of people listened to it back in the days depeche mode oh yeah Depeche mode. If, yeah. yeah you know and uh, they had mode. this song called somebody i want somebody to share share the rest of my life share my innermost Thoughts No Take my it away. Intimate details. Now he didn't sing it like that. That's that's how that's my interpretation that of it. That almost
1: sounded like Spoonman for a second. Intimate spoon man <laughs> <laughs>
0: Which is interestingly enough a move that I figured out in in college the spoon move so anyways um, um, that's another fun conversation fact for another everybody yeah. yeah so we wanted to con- continue the conversation today this is not going to be the end of it um, we're going to talk specifically about just like how do we have that conversation with our kids how do we have that conversation with um, you know sex and and all of that stuff and then the next time I, I think we're going to get together and we're just going to package like how do we start talking to our kids about dating the yeah, purpose of yeah. dating what are some um, You know, what are some uh, uh, guardrails, so to speak, to put up in the dating relationship um, and just help them think through that. We're not going to answer the questions for them, but we want to help them think through that because um, when emotions are involved, we can do really silly things.
1: You know, it's funny, even as we're talking right now, what's coming to mind is that the church overall has done a really poor job talking about sex and dating. Horrible. I mean, really, it comes down to don't do it. Right. And that's it. And if you don't touch the wet paint. You're going to be fine. (laughs) Right. And we're like, we we understand the simplicity of that a little bit. But I think it's, it's, it's the reality of when it's sitting in your front room and you've got to talk to your teenager and you're like, I don't know how to do this anymore. Because for so long, socially, it was just we don't talk about this.
0: Right. We right. just don't. Or, or when we did talk about it, we always talked about don't do something. So it, it, yeah. the, the conversation was always set up with the idea of this is what you need to fight against. You need to fight against. You need to fight against. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the problem is fighting against something. And, and that's where you would get the shock photos. You know, like I remember a guy came into our church and he was like, did the sex talk, right? And yeah. I've even had a chance to do that in other churches. And, and it's really easy to throw up here's what gonorrhea looks like, you yeah. know, and it's like this horrific photo and you instill in them, okay, I'm going to fight against this. Yeah. The problem is fighting against something will get them through a Friday night, maybe two, yeah, but it won't get them to the end. And what we want to start to do is say, Hey, what if we were to like inspire our kids to fight for something yeah. rather than just against something?
1: So like fear-based teaching versus life-based teaching. That's a great way to put it, Bill So I think that's kind of where we're at We want to bring life to this situation Not just a fear of What do we do now? Right you know.
0: Right. So my question for you uh, To start off with Because I'd wager to bet um, Many of us Since we are dads We know the mechanics of sex um, <laughs> I would certainly <laughs> hope so At this point point. And, and if not Please email us At info Don't, don't Google it <laughs>
1: Don't Google it Don't Google anything anymore No Don't Because even if something like Innocent can come up so wrong <laughs> I hate I hate Google,
0: Google. <laughs> you know. So, anyways, um, we we know the mechanics, but but we may not it, we may not have a full understanding of like sex and God and what God's view of sex. So, I want to ask you like, how would you it, it, what what does God really say about sex? What does God really have to say about sex? And it's got to be more than just don't do it before you're married. Yeah, like, well, that's what we know. Don't commit adultery. That's one of the Ten Commandments. So we've all, most of us have memorized. And and that's, like, where the story ends with sex and God. But it's so much more. So what would you say?
1: Well, when I look at the scriptures, and I even in the very beginning, you know, Adam and Eve. And God creates Adam, and he says, it's not good for man to be alone. And the next thing was... <laughs> Amen to that. Be fruitful and multiply. And you're like, and they were naked and unashamed. And you're like... You know a lot of talk went down right there, like, hey, I like everything you've got right there. You know, that kind of element. And, and she's probably like, I have no clue what that is, but horrible. Let's let's figure this out. <laughs> so I don't know. So, so what I'm saying is, like, God started us out being naked and unashamed. And I think a lot of times... There's there's shame that's automatically brought with the idea of sex, even in marriages. That's a whole other topic, right. probably for another day. But God created us to be unashamed in our in our nakedness with our spouse. Right. And so so and, and and don't miss that. Yeah. God
0: created sex. Yeah. Like God created us as sexual beings. He gave us purpose and meaning, and He gave us this amazing gift of sex. Yes. It's us who, in our rebellious states, have turned what God intended sex to be into rather something that's beautiful and serving and amazing gift from him into something selfish that can become very destructive.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And we don't want sex to be seen as something destructive. Sex is freaking awesome.
1: Yeah. You know? So so far, I'm going ten for ten on that on that uh, I agree with you, ten for ten. <laughs> sex is pretty awesome. So if our wives are listening You're welcome. <laughs> I roll. I roll. So uh, anyways, anyways, moving on. Why am I all hot and sweaty exactly. right now? I'm why, so nervous. Why do I feel like I'm going to be sleeping on the couch tonight? So, um, but, but then I also look in the scriptures, and I've heard this, and, and if I'm wrong, please you know, email me at info at knownlegacy. But what I've heard historically is that the, the book Song of Solomon, which is an extremely erotic book, when you actually read it, uh, this isn't something you, you don't usually hear in kids' ministry, so they don't normally. We're, we're quote not doing from Song of Solomon. <laughs>
0: not, no, could you imagine kids' church? And today we're going to go seven weeks in Song of Solomon. So let's unpack. And her breasts are like the mountains covered
1: snow peaks. And, and you're, you're like, ah, like, uh, no. So, but to the point of where it was such an erotic book that I, I believe that that boys couldn't even read it until their bat mitzvah, right? Till they became a man, because it was such an erotic book that it was like, no, you can't even look at this. So. God. So, so
0: the point of that is, you, you, yeah, you, gonna you, say, what were you going to say? God no, 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 go designed
1: sex, right? And it's not just for procreation, right? It's thank you, Catholic Church for fun, because <laughs> God knows that that there is nothing more intimate for us to become one. Then, then that specific, Like, you literally are naked, and 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 as you're married, you're you're completely unashamed, hopefully unashamed. Right now, there's those times you're like, I probably shouldn't have had that other cider donut, but for the <laughs> most part, you should you should not feel shameful in your marriage, and that's kind of what we want to walk towards, and it's the life versus the fear. Right, you know, the death, the fear. Right. So,
0: and and when we're talking to our kids about this, we need to paint a picture for like, what's like, why did God give sex to them? And and I would propose this is this is the that. Sex was—and and why did he put it in this context of marriage? Like, not just why did he give it to us. He gave it to us because he knew in that in those moments um, th- there were amazing things that were happening physically. There were amazing things happening emotionally. There's mm-hmm. amazing things happening spiritually. Like, study after study after study says that after sex and intercourse, um, a couple feels more bonded and more intimate with each other than any other time. That's a gift. Like, like in the marriage context, that's a huge gift yes. because life gets hard. Yeah. Ministry gets hard. Jobs get difficult, yeah. all of those things. And so you will naturally drift apart. That's the natural tendency of everything in our culture is drifting apart. And God said, I know how hard this relationship is going to be. So I'm going to give you something unique just for you guys, not for anyone else, just for you guys. And it is going to bind you together in a way that I in Scripture say two will become one. Yep. And it's not just in that physical moment. It is absolutely a gift to you to be able to weather some of the most difficult moments and seasons of life. Yeah. And, and, and so the challenges, and we talked about this last time, that's the gift. That's, that's what sex is designed to do. Unfortunately, sex doesn't care if it's happening in marriage or outside of marriage. Yeah. It still does what it's designed to do. And I think the reason why we as parents, when we were younger, we probably had very rebellious views of sex and very selfish views of sex. Like I'm 16. I need to make sure my junk works. And so I'm just going to go. sow my wild oats. Right. And now we have a culture that's encouraging that even more and more girls. And, and we're not, we're not encouraging people to process through saying, what does it look like that every time that you're having sex with someone you're actually becoming one with that person yeah like it doesn't care if there's a ring on your finger yeah it doesn't care if you've had a ceremony you've worn your white dress and you've gotten a tuxedo for one time in your life it does what it's designed to do by God the creator yeah and and so God says in this is amazing gifts but outside of this it can do great harm so I'm gonna tell you the best place to have sex is in a committed relationship with someone that through the highs and lows at the end of the day, it says, I love you. And that love is not an emotional love. That love is a commitment saying, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you.
1: And that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. 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 Because I guess we want to start this whole process with the idea that sex is good. Yes. So it isn't just don't just again, don't touch the wet paint. or no, 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 no. But, but explaining why it's good. And then from there, letting this conversation start with our kids because if we come out of an idea that sex is terrible, now I, you know, even even in the counseling that I've done, I've had or more to be afraid of yeah. sex is
0: something to be afraid of, or that we should be fearful of of potential consequences of sex. Yeah, like like you just you you need to paint an honest picture of it, but you, you can't over. I've had a counseling session where this this couple made it to to marriage, which was awesome. You know and um unfortunately that's a rarity in our culture and that's mm-hmm. a whole nother conversation of how do we process through our own sexual deviancy in our own sexual past Yep. um but but here they are they're married two or three months in and they're like it's a mind warp for them because for 20 plus years of their life they've been fighting against intimacy and they've seen it as bad something to fight against the wet paint don't touch and all of a sudden now they're married and they have freedom with it but their mind is still so geared up towards this is bad that they don't know how to just enjoy the moment and the gift that God has given them they've been told so
1: long that that it's no and then they've got to reprogram themselves and so that's where if we can set up a A concept way before they get married. Not a no. It's not yet. It's a not yet exactly. So I think I think that's kind of what we we want to talk about today. That this you know it's it's more a matter of of how do we begin this conversation? How do we continue this conversation? I think a couple things came up for us as we talked about this of building trust between you and your child, and that's where it all starts. Right. Because we can't have a we really can't have a true conversation with our kids if there's no trust. Now we can have a one-sided dictatorial. Hitler-esque kind of don't do it because I said so. Right. But all you're doing is you're stopping the immediate just like we talked about. We weren't looking at the who they're going to become. We're just stopping right now. Like today, right. we're stopping the action. But we're not even really stopping it. We're building a wall so that when they, when they do fail or if they do fail they don't feel like they can come back to us. Right. Because we know how dad and or mom are going to react. Right. And so we have to take time to build trust. What are some good ways for us to build trust?
0: Well, I think... Um dude, I think you invest in the relationship without an agenda, you know, and, and I, I know how busy our life is, but the other day, um, my daughter and I just went out and we drove around for a while and we talked about everything. and We talked about nothing. That's cool. And I'm like, that builds trust. Yeah. You know, and it, what it does is they start to test the waters about, you know, sh- she'll throw out a, a, a concept. She knows where I stand politically. She knows where I stand religiously. And so she'll throw out things to test the water. To see if I'm going to listen to her as she processes through something or if I'm just going to knee-jerk reaction and, and and come up with this, like, um, you know, edict of like, no, this is it. Um, and 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 so they're testing the waters to see, can I trust this relationship? Can I trust this conversation? Can I trust that they're going to listen to me or are they just going to tell me? Yeah. And ultimately, I want to be someone who listens to my daughter because we all know – it's the decisions that we arrive at at our own that are the decisions we start to live our life by. Yeah. If I try to p- force my decision onto anyone, they will eventually rebel against that because they need to figure it out themselves. Yeah. And so they'll either figure it out because they've had a good conversation, they've come to it through reason or through experience. And, and a lot of people go and find, the, find their, their center or their decisions about sex and sexuality through experience. And that's really, sometimes it's painful. Yeah. I mean, it's really painful emotionally, spiritually. I mean, I share this many times. My mom, um, when she was 19, 18 years old, senior in high school, got pregnant. This was back in the 50s. You know what you didn't do in the 50s when you got pregnant? You didn't tell anyone. Yeah. So they had to ship my, do- my mom off to a, a halfway house. She had the baby. She gave it up for adoption. I wasn't until I was 16 years old that I found out that I have a half-brother wow. somewhere in the world. Wow. So if my half brother's listening, I love you, and one day we'll meet, hopefully, and party forever. Um, but I'm not looking for you because I know you have a family and you have your own life, but that was a burden that she carried forever,
1: yeah, you know? Yeah. And,
0: and she talked about how hard it was to have that conversation with mom and dad and just how toxic it created that relationship that even to the day that my grandma passed away, it was still a toxicity in that relationship because it was an edict-driven conversation, not a love and trust-driven conversation.
1: You know, because this supersedes even the, the sex issue. It's anything. It's that... We want our kids to be able to trust us. Now, I'm not talking about being their friend. I'm talking about setting up a principle that says, I am for you regardless Mm -hmm. of what you do. Just like the Father is for us, this doesn't give us right to go and sin. And in fact, if we really understand this truthfully in our heart of hearts, when we realize that, we don't want to hurt them. Right. So that's the same thing, But, but when our children mess up, We want to make sure they have a place they can come back to. Right. But that's not being a wet mop either. So there is a balance here, and that's where prayer comes in. Yes. We need to know that what we're doing is building trust so that we can help direct the conversation. We're trying to shoot the arrow, not just go, well, try and shoot on your own. Right. We try to help our uh, our kids understand the value of, man, we're for you. We love you. You can trust us. This is not a timeline-based situation. This could be... C- taking a couple of camping trips before you ever talk about sex right. or or taking your daughter wherever she likes to, shopping or the movies or whatever. I'm, I'm being very, very cl- cliche right now. But right. overall... Taking the time to invest long before you go okay well my process this weekend is by Sunday we're going to talk about sex you may not get there right now because you may not have the relationship because maybe you're a single parent haven't had the time to invest maybe you're the other parent who sees your kid every fourth you know weekend and, and every other Thursday and things like that They but you want to have this conversation so this is going to take you time stop putting a timeline on it for yourself right and allow yourself to go that everything I'm doing if my purpose is to invest in this conversation in the future it's valuable so um.
0: With that idea of prayer So I had a buddy of mine um, Who uh, Finally realized He's like I have to have this conversation And so he He shouted out to us He goes I'm having the conversation This weekend Just be praying for me And he updated us Throughout the weekend With the text messages You know And finally he had The conversation And came back And goes It was a good start And I loved the word Start because it is a start. It's a yeah. it's a beginning of the conversation. So investing in the relationship in such a way that you can do trust. And I think that one of the tools that we need to become experts at, every one of us, is the art of open-ended questions. Yes. Now, to define an open-ended question, an open-ended question is a question where you give them space to think, process, and answer, and it's more than a yes or no. Yes. Now, I understand that most of our high school and junior high kids do not want to do this. So... Um, A close-ended question was, did you have a good day today? That's a close-ended question because their answers are yes or no. Yes. And they'll almost always say yes because they don't want to talk about it. An open-ended question was like, how was your day today? Now, the reality is most of them will say, fine. It was okay. And then we come back with another open-ended question. Well, what was fine about it? What wasn't fine about it? What kept it from a great day? So it allows open-ended questions, allow for follow-up questions. And again, we want to get them to talk. And this is a transition because most of your life with your kids, you've been the one talking
1: goal oriented. Like that's the thing. Like this is the thing where we need to let them, this is where they need to sow their like oats. And when I mean oats, they need <laughs> to sow the ability to them to know that they are a valuable member of this, of, of this family and that what they have to say matters. Yes. And yes. so, so if we can allow them to show that by going, Hey, um, you know, even, okay, let's, let's talk about some, some of these open ended questions like, you know, I, I so, love so you said, yeah, that.
0: yeah. So you're there in the moment, and you yep. realize I've got the trust. Now it's time to have the com- conversation. What are some good open-ended questions to maybe start the dialogue about sex and sexuality and about boundaries? Yeah, you know, and 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 how to fight for your marriage starting today, and not just give into your lust, Correct. which will ruin or not ruin, but will rule you if you give into it unabrided.
1: Yeah, and I th- I think even this, you know, okay. So so when we go on a trip. It's so much easier now because we have GPS, but when I was younger, we'd pull out the map and we'd have to, okay, we, we, we want to go here, but we also have to know where we started from. Right. And so this first question helps you know where your kids are. And so without, and this is something you need, you need, to, you need to work in yourself, whatever your kids know about sex, you cannot rip apart. That's their current paradigm. Mm-hmm. I, you know, it's like if I, if I was, if, if I'm in Texas and I need to go somewhere else and I go, I'm in, I'm in. Dallas and this is the current and, and it's cold and wet and terrible you could be like no 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 no. Mi- Minnesota's cold you don't even know cold you're you're therefore put it you've put a brick up so right you need to let your kid talk so the first question I think we would say is you know what have you heard about sex what, what have you heard about sex right and just let them blah without comment without no that's wrong that's right let them Say everything because they may throw something out in the beginning to see if you really want to hear what they know about sex. (laughs) Right. So this could be a test on you for you to go, calm down. What have you heard about sex? And then zip the lip and let them talk. And even if there's a little bit of an awkward silence for a minute or two, let them process because they're going, well, if I say this, he's going to get mad. If they say this, oh, if I say, but if I say this, it's safe. But you start, then you can start asking those open-ended questions. So what have you heard about sex? Yeah. So what do you think? So that's the first question, letting them cast this idea of what they know they, quote, unquote, are experts on about this sexual stuff that they know about.
0: Right. And and then I think you can come back. uh, And once I go there, go, well, you know, our culture is inundated with sex. Agreed? Disagree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, how do you think sex has more to do? Like, is sex just a physical act or is it more? Yeah. How is sex more than just a physical act? Yeah. And, and they've seen it. I mean, they have their high school friends that are doing stuff, and they may be engaged in that. And they know that breaking up with a boyfriend that you just kissed is very different than breaking up with a boyfriend that you've had sex with. Yeah. It's exceptionally different, mm-hmm. you know, or vice versa. Um, they know what the conversations are in the locker room, you know, on the football team. They know, they know that stuff. Um, and so to open up and say, you know, have them start to, again... We want them to own these decisions. We want them to own this conversation. And so giving them the chance to answer. So follow-up question, follow-up question, follow-up question. And if they throw something completely out of left field, don't shut it down like you said. Ask it. Well, let's unpack that a little bit.
1: Yeah, what does that mean? Yeah. Yeah. So I think um, so getting the definition of where they are. And then from there, helping them ask this question. What do you think God... Has to say about sex. Yeah. Because we're starting from the concept that we know sex is good and we can have that conversation. Maybe this is where this comes in. You know what, guys? God actually loves sex. He right. loves it. He's the one who created it. Really? Like it's because it always seems bad. So we can start this. conversation. So you can start out with some wisdom. Read Genesis, the beginning of Genesis. Read the Song of Solomon and in yourself realize it. Now, you don't want to revert some of those scriptures back to your 15 year old boy as he's talking about breasts and gazelles and things like that. You want
0: to yeah, you you be able to
1: have this conversation to go. God is for sex. Right. So he's not some up there going, no, stop it. He's like, wait. Wait a minute. Right. I got something better for you. Right. So I think that's that's question number two. You know, question number three is, you know, why do you think God made sex just for for marriage? Right. And let them answer. Let them process this. This is their processing of that. And if if you if they don't know if you don't know, this is a great time to get in the Word and go back to Genesis. Right. And and read that and then start start looking up. This is where you can Google. You know, scripture's about about marriage. You know what I'm right. saying? Just, but just be cautious, because a lot of people are fear-based, right. and they think it's just for procreation. Not not a lot, but there are some who think it's just for procreation, just for making babies. And God is like, no, I have something so much greater for you. Right. Because then you start thinking, sidebar, you start thinking, if sex is awesome, and God is like, and I want you to come to heaven, I can't even imagine what heaven's going to be like if sex is this awesome. Right. So that's just a side side note for us believers anyways but we're not having sex in, in heaven because we
0: won't need it anymore
1: no but i'm saying like if this is good right and he's pulling us from that to something right. else i got gotcha. you i got gotcha. you note, note. I, I, I smell what you're stepping in nice <laughs> and uh, you know you know the next question that we could jump in there these are just some some questions for you to be thinking about as you're ready and preparing your heart to talk to your child about sex right and i
0: would and i would say this um don't ask the question if you yourself and you and your wife have not wrestled with it yeah like like and maybe that's the, 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 the part where the next month you're just like I need to start to build some trust and figure out how to have conversation with my kid, yeah. Without the Xbox on, and without the dinner table, like I've got to invest in that. And the second part is I have to have these conversations with my wife and say, hey, w- what do we understand about sex? You know, we've yeah. been married X amount of years. Things have changed in our lives. What, what's our understanding of sex? Yeah. Like why, we're not having any more kids. Why are we still having sex? Like, what does it do? Yeah. What, what does God have to say about us being married and having sex? So you need to process through these things and have kind of a core understanding of, and some principles of like, oh, this is what it is. And again, your job is not then to press those into your kid as much as it is to ask questions in such a way that they come to that understanding. And, and start to believe it. And when they start to believe it, they will start to live by it.
1: Mm, good stuff, good stuff. And another so, question. What's another good next question? Next question is, what are some barriers? Now, this is when you guys come together. You, you've you heard your child answer questions. You, you've you kind of wrestled through some of these. This isn't a one-day question-answer thing. Just like, just like your friend, Travis, who said, this is a start. One of these questions could take a month. Just being real, there is no timeline. But if you begin to start this conversation, your child's going to be cognizant to that this throughout the rest of their relationships that me and my, me and my parents are talking about this. We're having this conversation, but this next conversation is kind of a group conversation you can help them with, but let them speak through this. What are some barriers you can set up to help yourself? Like what's your line? Yes. In guarding your heart against, against possibly right. having this, you know, having this, having this issue come up with you, you and your, and your girlfriend or just, just at this point, just someone else who's possibly just simply bored. Right. Right. You know,
0: so. <laughs> I think of the Green Day song, you know, uh, I would sing it, but I, I can't remember the words. Anyways, um, but, but, but you're exactly right. And, and again, we want to help them paint the picture. Yeah. And if they're fighting against not having sex, it, it's going to crumble. But yeah. they're fighting for their marriage and they realize that sex is an amazing gift that will help make it marriage strong to be able to survive some of the hardest times in life. Then you can start to say, okay, what's your boundaries? What's some lines to make sure that you don't cross over that so that you can actually make it to your goal, which is marriage. Yeah. Like so that you could have the best marriage possible and having great sex in a marriage helps make your marriage amazing. Yeah. Right. Yes. And so we don't want a bunch of baggage brought into our marriage. We don't want a bunch of mistakes. We don't want a bunch of, uh, and, and God is gracious and he forgives in all of those situations. Absolutely. But that's what I want to do. And I, and, and so, uh, um, with that idea of, of baggage, I, I'm going to, Pivot just a little bit here, and my pivot is going to be um, for the girls specifically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I think unfortunately we live in a world where um, it's it's bad. I mean, we 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 just came through the Kavanaugh hearings and and you hear about stupid high school kids doing stupid high school things that may or may not have happened 36 years ago but regardless there's a lot of women that are still struggling and wrestling and and feeling hurt and brokenness and shame about things that maybe happened 15-20 years ago Yeah. so dads I think this is a role for us to have with our daughters we have got to pre-game some of these conversations with them and when I say that my my sister is actually the one that turned me on to this in fact I I get to go and uh, officiate her daughter's wedding this weekend. It's I'm so pretty cool. excited about it's that. So cool. And, um, but she's like, you need to sit down with your daughters and talk through situations and say, what's your game plan? Because you can't come up with a game plan in a minute because there's too many emotions. There's too many other things going on. So what's the game plan? So some of the situations that we need to talk through with our daughters, you have a boyfriend and you got to do it before they have a boyfriend. Cause once they have a boyfriend, the emotions take over and we do foolish things when emotions are in charge. Yeah. And let's not kid ourselves, when, when the first few weeks of that relationship are in, it's all emotions. It's fluttering, it's butterflies, it's sweaty palms, it's it's all this. Yeah, 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 So the question is, he's a good guy. It's a Friday night. You decide you're going to go to the back seat, and you're just going to make out. You think you're just going to make out. He wants a lot more. Yeah. And he, you're realizing that your no or your line is no longer being adhered to. What's your plan? Yeah. What's your plan? What's your get out of jail card? How do you How do you stop that? And are you comfortable with stopping that? Yeah. And again, if you're fighting for something, now is the time to game plan that. If you're just going to go by the emotions of the moment, who knows what's going to happen. What What's going to happen at a, at a party, you're there with your girlfriends, and um, the same boy keeps making sure that your beer is full. I, is there maybe an alternative motive for that boy to make sure that you get drunk? Because what happens when we drink or when we're on drugs is our ability to make good decisions decreases, as the effects of the alcohol or drug increase. And this isn't news, um, but for our young 15, 16, 17, 18-year-old daughters, this may not be something they've experienced before. So now she's on her fifth or sixth beer. She's feeling tipsy. What's her game plan? Has she had a pre-conversation with her girlfriends about, um, hey, don't let me do this, or hey, if this happens, you got to get me out of here, or whatever it is. What happens when you have a drink given to you by someone that... Well, first off, have we talked to our daughters about never accepting an open beer or open drink from our fr- from our friends? Yeah. Because you don't know what's in it. You don't know what kind of yeah. drug or whatever's been put in it. And, and I hate the fact that we live in that world today, but we live in that world today. So we better damn well have the conversation with our daughters so that they understand what's going on and they have a chance yeah. to fight against it rather than be a victim to it. Yeah. And that's what we want to do is empower our daughters to be able to overcome and not become a victim because they've thought through this stuff and they know how to run. Or they know how to fight Or they know how to get out of these situations So she's handed a drink, she drinks it And immediately she says, this feels different What's your plan? Because you only have a few minutes And you better know exactly what you're going to do Yeah, Right? Yeah, And and, and again, I hate having those conversations But dads, we have got to And moms, we have got to be able to Pre-game some of these conversations Before they find themselves in the situation Because if we don't, they will become victims And they will think at some level it's their fault yeah, and it's
1: not, and that's where the good thing of having trust when they know that they can come back, and that's kind of what we're talking about. Because even with the with the guys, that brings up a good point as we closing this out. That that dads need to cast on their boys the idea that they need to set the bar, because just like we said before, most boys are waiting for the girl to set the bar. That's just how it right. is. They'll go
0: as far as, far as far the girl as that, will let
1: them. As that daughter will let it. That, and, and, as that and, girl will let them. Yeah.
0: And and dads, if you haven't talked to your daughters about that yet. You need to because they will go as far as the daughter will let them. Ninety percent mm-hmm. of the
1: time, it's just how it is because of the hormones, and it's terrible. I mean, I'm not saying how it is like, it, and it's not an excuse. Reality. No, 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 not that an excuse. And in
0: fact, Paul writing to the early church in uh, in Galatian, um, he talks to the leaders in there, and he says, um, I believe maybe it's First Timothy five. It's First Timothy five, and uh, he he talks to Timothy, the young pastor. and He says, Hey, treat older men like your father, with respect and dignity. Treat older women like their your mother. With you know, and then he says treat other women your age as if they were your sisters with ultimate purity. Yeah. And I think that's the bar that that Paul's rising to the church and to you and I, and that's what you're talking about. Is like yeah. dudes, your calling as a guy is to set the bar in a place that is safe where you can still have conversations and still get to know each other. Yeah. But there's not the game at the end of the night to see how far you can go and then you put it all on her to fight against that. That's not what being a man is.
1: Yeah, and and I think that's where it's going. Let's let's find out this line. So you sit down with your with your child with with your daughter, with your son and say, What's the line that we're gonna draw here? But in the midst of that, times happen where those lines get that they get crossed. Right. So we go back to that first one where they where you build trust and know that you have set up a foundation with your kids that if or when they mess up, they have a place to go. And it's you. Yes. It's got to be you. Like, you've got to be willing to buckle up and say, you know what? As a parent, my kid's not going to maybe make all the best choices. But they've always got to know that they have a place to go. And not just like, well, no, no, they know. No. Like, no, you need to verbally say that to them. Whatever happens in this situation, you have a place that you can run to. Because if, let's say they have that beer and they've made that mistake and they something happens that they don't even want it to but they're ashamed now because they yes. don't have that trust built with mom and dad right. or and they feel the like and they
0: feel like whatever they were fighting for is now completely is out of out, out of reach and it's a horrible train wreck and so yeah. they have a choice at that moment to hide it they yeah. have a choice at that moment to to um, just give up and say well screw the whole thing i'm just going to do whatever and so you know i'm just going to go all out on this yeah. or they have a chance to come back bring it into light and then hear someone whisper to them I love you and I'm for you.
1: That's exactly it. So we want to make sure that we've set up a place for them. That's why it starts with trust and that's why it ends with trust. So all these questions are bookended with trust of I'm for you. Whatever you do, you're still my child. Right. I am still in love with you. I'm still for you. I've got your back. I think that's the thing we want to set up because when we teach our kids about this, we teach our kids to teach our grandkids about this. Right. Because if you think back, the ways that you've probably already raised your kids to teach them about this is probably how you were taught in from your family right so i would say we want to challenge you today to come up with a game plan we gave you some questions we gave you some plans we gave we gave you some kind of purpose as to why we think this isn't just a a procreation thing or a don't touch the wet paint but this is an awesome thing that our kids can experience in the proper paradigm right in their marriage and we want to help you be successful in talking to your kids about this And,
0: and i i do want to say this one thing um when having this conversation with your daughter about accent plans i not every guy is bad. Yeah, but every guy has a moment when they are weak moments. Yes. Yeah. Um, the way I used to say it is: every guy at some point in his life is an absolute douchebag. Even the best guys will have a moment in their life when they're a douchebag, and they'll regret it forever. Yeah. We don't want to set up that guys are bad. We don't want to do that. Yeah. But we want to protect our young ladies to say you don't have to be a victim here. Let, let's let's not let's fight for something. And and even when we get hit or when we we fall down, we can get back up and realize there's still hope because God is still for us and He still loves us. Yes,
1: um, and, and that's the bigger principle in all this. Right. That I think that we need to show the most of us being as Christlike as possible is to cast that kind of forgiveness and hope to our kids. That that it, this isn't the end of the road for them. Right. That there is hope. Uh, that that even if things do even if things do fall apart, that there's always someone that's that, that's got their back. And right. so. Good conversation today. Uh, it was a longer podcast.
0: I um, I think it's good stuff. Like I said, info at knownlegacy.org. Please let us know. We don't, we're not saying this because we got it figured out. Nope. In fact, there may be some things that we said that are not going to work for you and your family and situation. We get that. Yeah. But start to have the dialogue, build the conversation, build the trust and see what God does with it. You can do it.
1: Make Absolutely. it happen. Have a great day, guys. God bless you guys.
0: Thanks for listening to By Dads For Dads on the Known Legacy podcast. Look for us on social media under Known Legacy or go to www.knownlegacy.org to stay connected. For booking or questions, email us at info at
1: knownlegacy.org.